This is Daizen Shui XD Podcast, episode 118 for the week of March 2nd, 2008. Welcome to Dies and Chewy X, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Dies and Chewy X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Mary, like. I have two hours to get this done and out. And edited. And edited. And out on time. Do you think it will happen? I, well, you I know really what? don't. I think you're a man of steel. A man of <laughs> steel. I uh, think there's another man who has that title. Shh, don't sue I, I think me. he's much more spectacular than I am. Anyways, you're Mary. Yes, I Let's am. Let's do these introductions here. You are a woman. Your name Mary. You're over here. You're on mic number two. Uh, yes. I, I think I actually can't see the mixer because the mixer is being obscured by my microphone, which is covered by a towel because my pop filter isn't doing a good enough job. If you heard last week's episode, you know what I'm talking about. And I have a real pop filter on the way. It was only $12 and I am very excited. And because I chopped my text messaging in half, I'm saving about that much money and it went towards a new pop filter. That is my story. And the public is so thrilled to hear this. <laughs> I thought it was an absolutely astonishing story, as they say, of international intrigue and espionage and all sorts well, of other depends. stuff. Well, it depends. I mean, was the pop filter, you know, shipped overseas? No, it came from, then like, it's Kansas. it's not international. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kansas, I don't know. Uh, you're Mary. I am Mike, Vegito EX, and that's all we have right now. We were originally going to have Julian with us, but it's been a fascinating last couple of days. Let's go through it real quickly. It's Sunday night as we're recording at quarter past 10 p.m. Usually we put the shows out on Sundays. However, we were going to record Friday night like we usually like to do, especially when other people are involved. You know, we're going to do the manga. We got Jeff. Friday works well. Julian's over in Japan. It's his Saturday morning. That didn't happen because I ended up having to do some stuff at work late at night on Friday. So we decided last minute on Thursday, hey, let's do the topic portion Thursday night. We'll get that out of the way. We'll come back. We'll regroup with Julian. We'll do the rest of the episode. Well, then we didn't have internet for like four days. Yeah. It's kind of been nice, though. You know what? I've been like it doing really other has, stuff. And I like, really enjoyed it. The outside world. Oh, my God. So this is what people do. House well. Oh, it's been kind of nice. But the internet appears to be back right now. And then your site was jammed for like two seconds. They were like, oh man, even if we edit the podcast, there's no guarantee <laughs> we can actually you know, host I it. I know. I mean, the file itself can go up because that's on God of Chaos' server, but the feed won't be able to go up. Yeah. Uh, it'll be quite interesting. But with all that out of the way, we should say Julian's not going to be joining us this episode because, let's see, it is 11.14 a.m. on a Monday over there. So he's already so, at work. So he's and at work. Our internet prevented us. So sorry, right. internet, and sorry to Julian. But Julian, it's still the second Which over here in the U.S. It's, it's a special day for him. It is a special day. It's Julian's birthday. Yay! So congratulations, Julian. You've made it through another year of your life. Let's hope this trend continues. I hear it's a fantastic trend to go through. Uh, what else do we have going on? Well, you didn't have your um, oral surgery No, as I'm planned. in chipper mood because my teeth aren't out yet, but I'm getting that done tomorrow. Um, here's what I have to say about the American healthcare industry and insurance. The system is dirty. It needs to be cleaned. How about just a simple fuck yourself yeah, to the health yeah, industry? There you go. Uh, that's 
another long story, but I'm going back in tomorrow, bright and early. I guess within the next 12 hours, I'll be out cold. You'll be toothless. Oh, well, well I, I might still point. have some teeth. Maybe you'll have like one out. I hope I have a couple teeth left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that. Uh, before we do some other brief things of stuff, let's say what's on deck this episode for sure for reals. We're hitting you with the opening stuff right now. We're coming at you with a little bit of news right after that. Immediately when we're done with the news, you're going to hear the topic as it was recorded like four days ago, which is indeed the manga review of awesomeness. We're on volume 14. That's where every month we go through the manga volume by volume. We've gone through it for over a year now this way. We were finishing up the Piccolo Daimao arc and we're into the 23rd Tenka Ichi Budokai. Um, Jeff was here to do that with us. And that was a fun conversation. I enjoyed listening to it again as I edited it. So that's that. And then we'll finish up the show. Oh, you'll have a top five. That's right. That'll be cool. And then we'll finish up the show. We're, we're gonna, we can't do Julian's ABCs this week, unfortunately. I haven't had internet for days, so I couldn't really catch up on releases. And the mail server's down, so I can't get the emails right now. <laughs> so kind of sucky. But, uh, then we'll finish up the episode and we'll give it to you and we'll be on our merry way. So Mary, uh, speaking of Mary, <laughs> see what I did there in merry way and Mary. oh i haven't heard that one before. i know i'm sure you've never heard a joke like that um some stuff right now we've already talked about our lack of internet that's been fun today and this may um come up with some prize winners in the future and i think someone's going to be setting up a torrent or something like that the steam the movie final two disc set is final and complete and we have it people don't know what steam is well let's tell them because it does involve dragon ball Yes. Steam is, I guess you would say, the follow-up to This Is Otakudom, which was a fan parody that Scott Melzer put together. Otakudom was 2001, I believe, right? I think so. And Steam was 2004? So Steam is another fan parody, and it involves Dragon Ball in a pretty big way, because a guy named Mr. Satan, or in this case Mr. Big Fro, is the main villain. And there's some other stuff, there's some like kind of commercials, and there's lots of Dragon Ball footage in there, so that's pretty exciting. Whatever the next contest we do is, we'll throw this in there as well. We'll start getting that out there. Uh, we talked about my pop filter, which right now is a towel. Hopefully this will be changed for next episode. I think that's it. We talked about Julian's birthday and... All this other stuff. Do we have any other things? I mean, the no. internet's been dead. So we'll move on. Let's do some quick news. There's only two quick things in news, and then we'll get to the topic. First thing is IGN put up a review of Dragon Ball movies 2, 3, and 4. Um, people seem to be somewhat confused about this release because it's not one of those new remastered releases or anything like that. It's pretty much just a re-release of the three movies as they put them out a couple years back, uh, Dragon Ball movies 2, 3, and 4, except I think this re-release is actually a thin pack, and that's the only real difference. So, you know, the reviews out there, I see people very confused. So I'll mention it in the news just to kind of get that info out there. Nothing really significant over in this review. But the other cool thing from last week is uh, a video over on GameSpot. This came from Game Developers Conference, or GDC, if you follow the gaming industry at all. You've been hearing about this for quite some time now. Pretty cool show going on. They had a video with Donnie Clay from Atari, and they showed off all sorts of cool stuff from Burst Limit. Uh, they're playing it in the background. They're going over all the new features in the game. Mary, I think I mentioned this to you um, right after I was finished watching it. For the first time, there was a lot of that, you know, we did this with this game, what we wanted to do with this game. You know, Atari doesn't actually make the game. They just bring it over here and distribute it. But Donnie Clay finally said, you know, Spike and Dimps and Made in Japan. The actual producers and whatnot. Right, exactly, which was really big to me. I'm glad that they finally acknowledged that. 
Um, let's just go down a quick list of things they mentioned in the video. You can go watch it for yourself. It's about 11 minutes long. Pretty neat. Uh, both the English Funimation cast and original Japanese cast are selectable for the voices, although there's no word on music. There will be subtitles, if you wish, on the Japanese language track. Uh, the game covers the Saiyajin arc to the end of the Cell arc, so there's no boo stuff in here. There will be the so-called in-game transformations. The story elements are via an in-game engine cutscene kind of thing, which looks pretty neat when you're doing special moves. It'll break away from kind of like the GUI of the actual fighting engine. They'll talk a little bit and then they'll jump up and fly away and stuff. Uh, there's going to be simultaneous release on the PS3 and the 360 in July. We kind of figured on this one. Uh, there are no plans for downloadable content. There will be achievements and there are no destructible environments. So that's a whole hell of a lot of information. Look for the game coming this summer, both in Japan and the US. It looks like they're doing pretty near simultaneous in both places. And I think that's it for the news. There may have been some other stuff, but we haven't had internet, so uh, you'll have to let us know if we missed anything. So with the news done, let's hit that topic up. So we're joined midway through by Jeff. Yes, hi. Hey, what's going on, dude? Not too much. Nice of you to stop by. You are here to talk manga with us. Is it that time of month? It is that time of month. Oh, sweet. Where Amp Flo shows up <laughs> and... Yeah. And things. She didn't bring her casserole this time, did she? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, So, Jeff, you're here? Yep. I continue to be here. Mary, you continue to be here. In theory, yes. Uh, I'm assuming we lost someone along the way, because as you've heard, we're doing this completely out of order this week. We're starting the topic now, way before we do the rest of the episode. But you already know what we're doing, so let's just get on into it. We're doing Dragon Ball Manga Volume 14. This covers chapters 157 to 1. 68. We are concluding the Piccolo Daimao arc and moving on into the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai. We have Mary and myself. Actually, I don't think you've read this before. No, I have not. Okay, so you're reading it the first time, but you've seen it. Yes. And that I, much I am certain. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because this is my favorite part of the original Dragon Ball, and we I've made, both seen it and read it. And we did a video too. That's part of absolutely this. correct. We did a video to it. Jeff, you appeared in this video. Oh, is it the Enter the Dragon? Yeah, Ball? it's Enter the Dragon. That is so weird. I I was just watching it before coming over here. Really? It's on AMC right now. Oh, you went into the dragon. <laughs> like, like, like the movie, movie the movie. Oh. Yeah, no, not the video. Thoroughly confused. Oh, yeah, I don't watch your videos. I mean, I did well, of not. course not. Why would you? <laughs> uh, anyways, but Jeff, as we know, you're reading through the whole thing, beginning to end, first time ever. You're ever. the newbie. Yep. Um, you're at a pretty critical point in the series now with us. I'm pretty excited for this. Sweet. So let's uh, get on into it. We'll do our little review of every event in the chapters, and then we'll uh, talk about it. So chapter 157, Piccolo has fully powered up and Goku is ready to fight. Piccolo rushes in, and while Goku is able to dodge one swipe, the second one nails him in the back and he is sent into the ground, making a giant crater. Piccolo is confident in his victory until a Kamehameha comes from beneath the crater, Goku bursts out into the air and fires at Piccolo, who claims it won't work against him and prepares to block it. At the last second, Goku swings the blast around behind Piccolo, hitting him in the back of the head-neck area. While Goku's glad the attack hit, he knows it couldn't have done much damage. The two regain their composure and rush in again, each trading hits and dodges on each other. Alright, on to chapter 158. Piccolo and Goku continue to trade blows, but Goku appears to be pushing him back slightly. The king, you know, the cool dog man, and his assistants notice that Piccolo hasn't actually left yet to go destroy 
whatever uh, province he was supposed to destroy, he's, right, right. he's still there and he's fighting. Piccolo uses an eye laser to damage Goku's right uh, knee slash leg. Piccolo goes in for another swipe, but Goku uses Nyoibo to rush in even faster and knee Piccolo in the face. The king is reluctant to leave while the others, he keeps calling them the children, are fighting, but must. He has to leave his, his home, I suppose. Piccolo wonders what that darn stick is, being the Nyoibo. <laughs> Yamcha and the others are in the plane still, uh, and they won't arrive for another 10 minutes. But they get a report that uh, there are two people fighting Piccolo, and one may be a short boy. Bulma wonders if it's Goku, but Yamcha says Goku died. No one actually saw Goku die, though. And if we all remember, Baba said Goku would save the world someday. Hooray! Piccolo concentrates all his energy again and fires two blasts. One for Goku to dodge and the other to knock away Nyoibo. One last giant blast hits Goku dead on and creates an enormous explosion. So chapter 159, and the report goes dead in Yamcha's plane, and they see the explosion up in the distance. The king and his two assistants barely fly away in their own plane, but the castle and city are completely destroyed. So Piccolo stands alone in the now barren wasteland and thinks he he's won, but then still senses Goku's key. And up in the air, Han is levitating, holding Goku, and lowers him to the ground, and then semi-collapses. So Piccolo knows neither Goku nor Han have much energy left at this point, despite Goku egging him on. But he begins to power up again, but Goku takes advantage of the timing and rushes in with a smack to the gut. It's not enough, though, and Piccolo quickly recovers and unleashes another giant blast, which sends Han flying and Goku into another crater. Goku yells for Kintoun, though, which lifts him back out. So he's still alive. So Goku's ready to fight even in the shape he's in, but Piccolo rushes over and grabs Han by the head and threatens to kill him. He's got him like dangling by his fist. Such almost. a classic shot. I love it. And the grin on his face. It's like a shit-eating grin like, ha ha, I got him. So we're on to chapter 160 here. Goku can't fight back now. Piccolo picks up a rock and blows it at Goku, kind of like holding in his hand and just like a kind of thing, and it flies and it breaks his left arm. Goku realizes Piccolo will just kill everyone anyway, so he decides he'll fight and just wish Han back to life. Piccolo has killed the dragon, though, which Goku is in slight disbelief about. He blows another rock, breaking Goku's other leg. No one can fight back, so Piccolo tosses down Han and rises up into the air to deliver the killing blow to Goku. As he rushes in, Goku proclaims that he still has one arm left and fires a blast at the ground to kind of propel himself up into the air towards Piccolo. And as he says, he's going to gamble everything he has on this last attack. Piccolo prepares for it as we see Goku rushing at him with the power of an Ozaru behind him. Chapter 161, Piccolo is ready to block the attack as Goku's fist flies towards him with the shadow of the Ozaru in the background. Goku flies straight through Piccolo. Everyone knows that the fight is over at this point, but Piccolo has one more trick up his sleeve and spits one final egg into the distance, telling his son to avenge his death. And then he explodes. Goku falls out of the sky, but is caught by Yajirobe, who has showed back up again. Yamcha and the others have just arrived to see the final explosion, but they don't really know what's going on. Yajirobe wants to take them off to heal their wounds, but Han refuses, and will just go tell everyone what's happened, kind of fill everyone in. He will defeat Goku with the next Tenkaichi Budokai, you know. Goku beat Piccolo, and Han couldn't really do anything, so he's got a new goal for himself. So Han picks up Nyoibo, which Goku had left behind, interestingly enough. I believe he says, like, oh, Goku must have been so exhausted, he even forgot about this, as Yamcha and everyone finally show up. Uh, Bulma reports to the media, I love this, how she takes over this role. <laughs> She's like the press relations for Goku and everyone. Uh, that Piccolo has been defeated, and the world celebrates, but Piccolo's son has hatched. 
and he is here to kill them all. He's so cute. Isn't he? Okay, chapter 162. Goku is healed up after just one day. Karin didn't actually think Goku would win and thought the best case scenario would be that they would just take each other out in a double KO. <laughs> and then he'd wish everyone back to life. Yajirobe says Piccolo killed the dragon though, so tough shits. Karin says the souls of those killed by demons cannot rest in peace. Goku needs to go see the being who created the Dragon Balls and have him resurrect Shenlong. That person would be Kamisama, or God. Karin allows those who have proven themselves to see Kamisama, who is way above them. Kindon or even a rocket won't get up there. Nyoibo, however, will connect the two, uh, I guess, areas. Um, palaces, Palaces. Maybe? They connect the two together, and that's how you uh, get transported. Kami's place is more of a palace, and Karin's is just kind of like an area on a tower. It's like a rest station. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. But Nyoibo is gone. Goku rushes off to find it, but it's not at the scene of the fight. He f- then flies off to Baba's place to have her find it. None of her fighters will bother trying to fight Goku anymore because he's just too strong. And since this is for uh, Kame's sentence sake, her brother, she'll locate it for free. It's at Kame house. Goku flies there, rushes in, grabs the pole, and confuses the hell out of everyone with talk of God and bringing <laughs> people back to life and all this other jazz. Back at Karin's place, he extends the pole, takes a bell to prove that he's worthy, and Karin makes a remark about just ripping up his clothes again anyway once he gets there. Which is kind of cryptic. Like, why would he rip up his clothes at God's house? Sounds kind of kinky. Chapter 163. Yajirobe asks why Goku's clothes will get ripped up, and Karin says that there is a test and Goku is off. Karin says Kamisama's face is one Goku knows. Kind of interesting. So the Obel, the Nyamanyama continues to extend until it finally reaches a floating palace. Goku swings around to a ladder and climbs up, kind of like Ninja Warrior style, says hello to the black genie named Mr. Popo, and Goku pulls out the bell, and the test will be to fight Mr. Popo, apparently. So Goku fades away, Zanzuken style, and I actually like that panel, because uh, mm-hmm. what, is, uh, what is Mr. Popo? He's like, oh my. <laughs> he disappeared, yeah. like all sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> but of course, yeah, Mr. Popo hits him without any effort. He I totally love that. He just kind of like sticks his arm out to the side. And boom, kills, like, yeah. easy. So, Goku tries again, but Popo disappears this time and kicks him away. Uh, Goku swings around a kick, but Popo blocks it and tosses him away. So, pretty interesting fight right there. Goku attacks with Ozaru ferocity again, and Popo jumps over it, telling Goku he has considerable power, but doesn't know how to use it yet and should just go home. Popo once again tells Goku he is weak and to just go home, but Goku refuses. He wants to stay in train. He starts doing laps around the place. I really like that. Uh, He's out of breath. Popo explains that the air is thin there, and Goku's wasted movements are working against him. And then we have this whole quicker-than-lightning thing. Popo goes into this, I don't even know how you would describe it, like, oh, grasshopper must be quicker-than-lightning, wax-on-wax-off kind of discussion, which I definitely want to get back to after we're done here. Uh, Mary, I know you and I probably have a lot to say about that. Popo shows off the the whole quiet heart and the faster-than-lightning speed thing. Uh, Goku couldn't sense him or see him move at all. Popo says he's learned a lot from Kami. Goku thinks Kamisama should have defeated Piccolo. You know, they're so strong. Why didn't they just go beat Piccolo? Popo offers to let Goku stay in train when a voice calls out saying, Hey, I like that kid. Let him stay here. Popo leads Goku over to the palace as a figure emerges. And it's Piccolo. Goku rushes in, but this person flicks him away. Oh, by the way, that's not Piccolo. 
That's Kami. Kami-sama explains how they used to be one being and wanted to become the new Kami-sama. At that point, he was just kind of this green dude, and there was already a god or a Kami. And uh, this guy wanted to kind of take over that role. But as he explains, he had so much evil within him. What he did is he purged that evil from himself, and that allowed him to become pure enough to take over this role. But that uh, the, the evil that he purged from himself kind of manifested into this demon, Piccolo Daimo. So Kami decides he will entertain Goku's request since he defeated Piccolo. He will restore the dragon. But I also like this. It says, Mankind must not think that just praying to God and, you know, wishing God will fix everything. God's not going to make everything right all the time. You have to do things of your own accord and kind of deal with things for yourself. Which I really like and they kind of address later in the series but it doesn't work so well. But I like that it's addressed here. Humans have to solve all their own problems. They must find their own way. Chapter 165. Mr. Popo brings out a broken toyish figure of Shenlong and puts the pieces back together. Kami-sama explains that he was going to leave things the way they were since it's only been about greed up until Goku showed up. Kami powers up Shenlong who kind of takes off and returns to Dragon Ball form. Goku wants to go see his friends brought back to life but he promised to stay in train. Kami promises he can see everyone in three years at the next Tenkaichi Budokai. As well as Piccolo who has been reborn in a new form left over from before. Kami-sama says neither he nor Popo can fight him so Goku will have to do it. As Goku runs off to pee, Mr. Popo and Kami-sama reveal that since Kami and Piccolo were originally one being, if one were to die, so too would the other. So that's kind of why Kami can't really do it himself. It's... We'll talk about it afterwards. At Kami House, Shenlong has been summoned. Bulma said she kind of noticed the Dragon Balls were glowing, so hey, let's see if this will work. Shenlong updates everyone on the situation. I love how uh, in tune with the gang Shenlong already is at this point. He's like, oh, by the way, uh, yeah, Goku's alive. This is what's going on. Uh, I already know what you want. Let's bring some people back to life. So we see Kududin, Kamisenin, Chiaotsu. We also see Namu and Giran uh, all brought back to life. And after this is done, the Dragon Balls scatter. So everyone is brought up to speed themselves because, you know, we kind of had Shenlong updating everyone. Everyone's brought back to life. So then they need to update the people that are brought back to life because, like, for example, Kududin's been dead since the beginning of the last arc. He has no idea what the hell is going on. They all decide, all right, Goku's training. We're all going to train again, too. Mary, take it on into chapter 166. Alrighty, it's now three years later, and uh, Kami's sending and lunch are waiting in the rain at uh, what appears to be the Tenkaichi Budokai location. Bulma, Oolong, Poir uh, eventually show up, but everyone else is late. After a little bit of butt-grabbing, we learn that Yamcha took off as well as Kuridin. A tall guy shows up, and he greets everyone. The rain lets up, and he takes off the turban on his head, and we see that it's Goku. Yamcha, Kuridin, Tenshinhan, Chaozu show up, and they say hello. Goku walks over to Kuridin as everyone realizes who he is. I love it. He's like, you idiot! Blah, blah, blah. He's like crying at the same time. Aww. So cute. Because he grew. Yeah. He's just jealous. <laughs> everyone heads off to get ready for the tournament. Kami Senin has no uniforms for anyone since they're all on their own now. He confirms to Tenshinhan that he didn't enter because he doesn't stand a chance anymore because he's just a regular old guy right, so who next- just happens to be stronger than average. Right, no Jackie Chun in this fight. Bulma thinks that Goku's turned into quite a man because <laughs> she's a dirty hoe. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Kudinin, Yamcha, and Goku all ended up with the turtle school uniforms on their own anyway. They ask where Goku's tail went, and he informs everyone that Kami-sama removed it because he wanted the moon back. (laughs) (laughs) Goku senses something and turns around to see 
Piccolo. Only Ten Shinhan recognizes who it is, other than Goku. Although not completely. I think he actually says, is that one of Piccolo's offspring or something like that? So even he's not fully putting it together here. Chapter 167, Piccolo turns and walks away without saying anything. Goku tells Tenshin Honda, kind of keep it a secret, keep on down low here. A pretty girl walks up to Goku. He asks who she is, which prompts her to scream at him and walk away, kind of storming <laughs> off into the distance. <laughs> Goku claims he's never seen her before, as Kudadin shows his uh, utter intense jealousy. Things get underway for this tournament's 72 participants. It's uh, down from last time. Gee, I wonder why. Tenshin Han is worried about why Piccolo would show up here. Tenshin Han has Chaozu split up everyone's numbers for the preliminary matches because they don't want to you know, fight each other too soon. Goku is up first and he's up against King Chapa or Chapa O once again who we've seen we've seen this exact fight before. Goku doesn't move from a standstill and Chapa thinks he's kind of being mocked. All Goku's friends have kind of caught on to what he's doing there. He's all very calm and ready to fight. Chapa attacks but Goku disappears and he thinks he's above like he was last time but he's actually behind. Goku knocks him out and that's that. Piccolo sees absolutely nothing to worry about so far. Kudadin, Yamcha, and Tenshin Han move on quite fine. Chaozu's face, he's about to do his fight, and I love this. It's a series of like three panels. It goes from happy to confused to like completely pale, and that's saying a lot for Chaozu, who is already white. He's whacked out cold. Tao Pai Pai has returned. He's looking all cyborgish and has not actually killed Chaozu, since that would disqualify him. He says his hello to Tenshin Han and Goku. Chapter 168, last chapter of the volume here. Tao Pai Pai says he spent everything he had to come back as a cyborg. Goku explains to Kudadin who it is. Uh, Tao Pai Pai says he's come for Goku and Tenshin Han's lives. Ten has defected to the turtle school, or so he thinks. But this nice little discussion here is like, no, that that's not actually true. But I, I was thinking, maybe stuff I learned from you guys, maybe that wasn't all that cool. This whole killing thing. I don't know about that. And he simply wondered if what he's taught has been wrong. Piccolo, Goku, Tenshinhan, Kudadin, Yamcha all move on to the finals. The cute girl from before wins her match and moves on. And then the last funny looking match is between this costume guy and a really weird looking old man. The old man runs in and seems to trip underneath the other guy's punch. But he uh, kind of quickly gets up and with the top of his head knocks the other guy out. And this other guy happened to be Yajirobe, who decided to show up and uh, take his turn in the fight and gets knocked out almost immediately. Although Yajirobe wonders if that attack was really an accident or not. The final eight have been chosen, and the announcer slightly freaks out when he sees Kudadin, because the last time we saw him, he was dead on the ground next to him. And the matches will be Tao Pai Pai versus Tenshin Han, Sung Goku versus Anonymous, Ma Junya versus Kudadin, and Shen versus Yamcha. And thus concludes volume 14 of the manga. Mary, I know I have a lot of stuff to talk about with you, but I'm going to start with Jeff and get your thoughts on the end of the Piccolo Daimao section of what we've read. Mm -hmm. How did it feel coming into this volume? Uh, it wasn't over right away. We had a couple chapters in there, a little bit of the fight. Mm -hmm. It was primarily Goku and Piccolo-centric. Yeah. Initially, uh, I think you were thinking last time we did this that maybe Tenshin Han would get involved. Maybe there would be kind of like a double fight going on. He helped a little bit. I mean, he grabbed him, brought him up into the air to save him. But he didn't do a whole hell of a lot beyond that. It was really Goku here. Yeah, I was actually rather surprised by that. I was uh, I was kind of going through the whole, you know, like, was it Deus Ex Machina? Uh, uh -huh. Sort of ending where it's like, you know, Tenshin Han would be that like random, oh, I got the rice cooker fix. Let's do the whole yeah, thing. Like, yeah, I was yeah. really thinking that was going to be a part of it because that's why you learned it for and uh -huh. then that didn't happen at all goku did you just, like that though that it 
it ended up being completely on on Goku. I can't talk. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Yeah, I think uh, it actually did help the story a bit because it made it much less predictable. Mm-hmm. And it made much more sense with what happened instead. You know, like uh, if it wasn't the fact that Goku really showing off how to uh, channel his strength through different muscles yeah. and being able to really take it off into his arm mm-hmm. and while the rest of his body is completely gone, like I thought that is a much better ending than what I actually thought was going to happen. So, you know, it, it actually shows a little bit of maturity that we'll see later on, I guess, mm-hmm. from what I remember the TV show anyway. It kind of takes that same sort of uh, mentality of channeling strength. He you, just You do what you does. can with what you have. Yeah, and I think that's like the first time he does that well you know what i actually think we saw a little bit of a foreshadow there when he first did that kamehameha after coming out of the crater where he did the like twirl it around behind piccolo thing yeah that's true i didn't know you could do that <laughs> no no absolutely so we're starting to learn that goku is adapting his techniques and like i said doing what he can with what he has left and at the end of this fight all he has left is the one fist that's really it and he says he's gonna put everything he has into it and that's what he ended up doing yeah so he becomes a giant rocket that just shoots right through <laughs> piccolo much. it's great how how do you feel about those those final moments in that scene where it's a white background and it's goku flying through him it's you know it's another thing where i haven't seen drama like that in this series at all yet and now mm-hmm. like finally we get to that that peak uh we kind of well we did sort of reach that when kuridin died and you had that sort of drama there right but this right. one was like matching that with the action going on so there's this actual accomplishment mm-hmm. that that comes with it and it's just like so much more rewarding this well, time around we've been saying this is our first true super villain in right. the series yeah and so seeing this guy go out in this sort of fashion is it's just appropriate style absolutely appropriate and i think it's really really you know gorgeously drawn the panels are awesomely yeah. set up yeah definitely and like it, it's just it's masterfully done I, I really love this part of the manga here um mary for someone who knows the series how do you feel about we see this ozaru thing in the background do you like where this is going um, or where maybe they kind of take it i kind of feel like it was like toriyama it's like oh i remember that he I does remembered. this yeah so maybe i should start showing this more often right right so i wasn't sure how i felt about it because it was something you know he tends to forget things it and remember them kind of forced yeah like and then we get to the part where he he kind of has it again with popo mm-hmm. i'm like yeah you just did I, that i know i saw this already i thought especially in this segment we're starting to see some of the cliches that start to pop up more and more even though i do like this mm-hmm. it was a lot of the oh i'm only using a fraction of my strength or oh i guess right, i should right, finally right. go all out Powered or, up again or another i'm gonna give it everything i got for this one last right, you know, right, thing right. it's like it's kind of the first instance of all these things that we'll see later on so right i guess it's good for for now because <laughs> it's more emotional yeah definitely. i really liked it yeah um let's talk about the kind of transition period between the end of the piccolo fight and then the next budokai how do you guys feel about there's not a whole lot going on i really like the scene where goku rushes in and everyone's just like eating they're all bandaged up and he's like i'm going to see god and back to life and blah blah blah. and they're like what the hell is going on here that that's that's a toriyama moment to me yeah And, and i thought that really helped like transition a little bit into there it was a fast transition but it didn't bother me yeah. i would prefer fast over more dragged out we've had instances like this where it's just all of a sudden a couple years later and i always remember this one for some reason just the rain the next budokai is starting maybe i think it has more of an impact in the anime actually you think so with the rain and the colors like it's a really dark color palette 
I think the the setting really does a lot for. It. I think it works in the manga too, but uh, just the the way it's drawn, the rain for me is so huge. I just love like it helps almost cover up that transition a little bit because you make the transition, then you lift away the rain. And it's like natural kind of. Ooh, you're so it. deep, Mike. I I know. I don't think Toriyama <laughs> actually thought that much about it, but. Oh, what can you that do? It sounded good. Mary, you and I definitely need to talk about the the period between mm-hmm. and how it differs from the TV series because there's a lot of stuff. Right. And this is another thing where, Jeff, I don't know how you'd feel about it. It was cute. We liked it. There was a bit of filler. The whole faster than lightning thing. There's a whole scene where Goku's like on a mountain and he's going to run faster than lightning and he gets struck by lightning and all sorts of crazy shit like that. And it kind of drags on for a few episodes. Mary, how did you feel about those episodes in general as we were watching them back um, then? Well, yeah, in this case, I definitely, I saw the anime first and I did think it dragged on a bit too much. Mm-hmm. So when I was reading this, I was like, Mike, is that seriously it? You know, they're not going to do the whole, really? they're not going to do the whole bell thing with the mountain thing. Like right. it, it just, you know, there's Kami. He was like, yeah, it's like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> because, you know, it just goes to the chase. Nicely. Mm. Yeah. Although I really do miss that the creepy doll that Goku fought against. Like it was the like a doll of himself that he fought up with uh, Popo up at Kami's place. I think I remember. But would you get that creepy Goku <laughs> not really knowing what making himself calm and empty looks like? So his eyes just kind of go like pure circles and it's kind of disturbing looking. Let's talk about Little Piccolo. Actually, I need to ask Jeff. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to our episode from last week? No, I did not. All okay, right. good. Do not listen to our episode from last week. Yeah, I read your post. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you do not listen to it because it will spoil a little bit of what's going on now and into the next arc or so. Mm. So, Well, but- I, I kind of saw that. Sorry to interrupt, but I, I saw the name of the episode and it said the story of Piccolo Dimeout. I'm going, yeah. Uh, maybe I shouldn't read <laughs> Leave yeah. that one alone. Exactly. Mary... Little Piccolo. In the anime, he gets a lot more attention. He's devious. He, he goes around, like, killing just humans and Jeff, causing mischief. I'll have to mischief. show you this one scene. It's, like, in the forest, and there's two people on a boat or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's really funny. Like, he murders them, but it's really funny at the same time because he's so tiny. <laughs> you mean the little guy? Yeah, the little dude. Oh, for God's sake, I have to see that. All we see in the manga is what? That, that one panel? We see little chubby little short piccolo and then it's three years later and he's an, uh, an adult I guess. Right, right. Well let's talk about the transition. We're into the 23rd Budokai. Some slightly new character designs. Bulma's looking a little older. Goku is obviously looking older. Even Kuririn's gained uh, an inch or so, maybe. <laughs> Yamcha's all <laughs> scarred up. Exactly. We have uh, Yamcha's trademark scar now. Well, what do you think about the characters? How, how's it starting I to look? I feel like the second that Goku got tall, it now feels like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah, I was actually going to say something about that, Especially too. with Piccolo showing up at the age that he's at, at the 23rd right. Budokai. It's like, it, it now feels like Dragon Ball Z because everyone's their proper heights. It just feels like the Saiyajin arc hasn't quite started yet. Right, and yeah. their proper outfits. Right. Like, he's wearing the outfit now. Exactly. With the colors, uh, orange and blue. Yes. Yeah, I really wonder what the original take was on that. Like, when that first came out, I wonder what everyone thought of it. Like, uh, you know, because like, you know they'd be picky about this sort of thing if uh-huh. it's this popular. And they'd be like, well, I, I only like this suit so much. And then, of course, it's going to be the rest. <laughs> 
adjust the the series he's wearing it, you know. Right, right. So And the big thing is Goku, who is now looking more like an adult figure rather than a, a child eternally at this point. And it's funny, I mean that God, this is so obvious, but he looks like Gohan with long hair. And like the stature, <laughs> the the uh-huh. muscle size and everything. It just looks exactly like uh when you know you see uh, Gohan grow up. It's like the same mm-hmm. kind of transition. Mm-hmm. You know, the short stubby kid to this really tall right, teenager right, right. Or, or probably late teen. I don't know exactly what age. But. Mary, we were thinking he's what, 19-ish here? Yeah. I think so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Because yeah. like, yeah, it's just, it, it really just sort of transitions kind of well in that way, I guess. And you see that happen a lot. It's just sort of weird though. Like there's a, this mount, this whole volume was really about transitioning. Yeah, absolutely. It, like they span what? The, I mean, it's, it's at the end of the fight, then they go to, well, seeing God and then like a whole three years jump ahead. And we discussed this before when it came to that transition mm-hmm. where it was like, oh my God, three years just passed like that. Are you kidding? Right. But really, what could you say in those three years that you wouldn't be able to do in like, uh, you know, in a spinoff? Well, I can tell you, Yamcha could have been intention, Han, fight lava. <laughs> That's what happens in the meantime. Ah, uh, filler. <laughs> That's not seriously is, in the series, I is it? totally serious. Oh, That's why I kind sense. of am preferring reading the manga right now. <laughs> I could totally see why. <laughs> Not not just fight lava, but fight lava for two episodes. <laughs> Are you kidding? I believe it's a two episode little mini thing. See, I think it's brilliant in this manga because he's doing so many time jumps that you really could spin off this thing like twenty times and yeah, still have yeah, enough yeah. material for twenty more years. You but know? I like it because Mary, you were saying Yamcha shows up with a scar. We don't know where he got it. Yes, but Yamcha was, has a scar. Now. That was big. I totally noticed that one at first. I was like, how did he get Pretty that? Pretty badass. Yeah, it's like he's cool now. <laughs> Dude, totally. And Bulma's hot. What the hell? Yeah. She's like in one her mid-20s now, so she's all right. proper looking. Not quite jailbait anymore. <laughs> Jeff, I want to talk to you about the Piccolo and Kami connection. You, when we've been going into this, you're like, I know there's a guy named Piccolo later on in the series. Uh, he, he got his youth, so is it going to be the same guy? Well, now you kind of know what the whole story is. Mm-hmm. It's that character basically is Piccolo Daimo, only like semi-resurrected, cloned from himself. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I've already seen the guy spit eggs of himself out, so I right. kind of guess that he could be able to split, you know, personalities. I guess you could say and make yeah. it a whole separate being yeah. for his evil self. Uh, granted, he's a selfish bastard, and I don't think his pure self would have done that <laughs> if he looked backward. But uh, yeah, it's just like a. I, that connection's definitely being made, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's still evil. He he is Piccolo Daimo. Yeah. And you will see him refer to himself flat out as Piccolo Daimo. Yeah. And even as the series continues on, he'll refer to himself as that every so often, which is kind of a, a neat nod to where the character came from. Mm-hmm. Mary, how do you feel about Piccolo? We haven't seen a whole lot of him yet. He's maybe had like two lines of dialogue. This, this Piccolo point. is cool because he's not <laughs> housebroken yet. I love how his first introduction is just the full page and then he just turns and walks away. I just love these character designs also because oh, yeah. it's like their body types, they're like Z, but they're not quite angular yet. They're still quite they're round. All totally bulky and disgusting with the muscles. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. toned down muscles, uh-huh. so they look very youthful and very plump and nice. I like them. Well, let's move away from their designs. Talk about their their actual substance a oh, little bit, right? Because there's there's <laughs> going to be some substance coming up in the form of Tao Pai Pai, who has returned. Oh, that's right. So Chaozu got the shit beat out of him. So Chaozu's already gone. He he's not competing in the rest of the tournament. He lost. Well, what else can you do with Chaozu? We come know on. that. Tao Pai Pai has come back pretty much to seek revenge on Goku, but also to uh, do something in Tenshinhan. Jeff, 
Jeff, where, where do you think this is going to go? We know that the first fight that's going to be up is Tenshin Han versus Tao Pai Pai. Yeah, this is going to be really interesting. I think, uh, well, first of all, I think all the fights are equally matched. So I think this one is going to be you know really what? interesting. I, I do like where how they, the matches are just so well done in yes, this tournament. absolutely. Like, we already know those four that look so good. Uh, but anyways, yeah. so maybe we'll go through the, the fights that we have here. And we won't take it further than just these four because, I mean, I know where they go. Maybe you remember a little bit from our video. But Tao Pai Pai versus Tenshin Han, how do you think this is going to play out? We'll do your predictions a little early here. Hmm, okay. Well, this one uh, is really tough because he comes back. He's now all cyborgish. Right. And I would figure that he probably gets a little far because he's had some new enhancements. Although we don't really know. We, don't have, we haven't seen any demonstration of this. No, he, he's got goggles and like that's about all we can see right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, and Chao Su faints. Okay, fine. He's a small little albino kid. I think he <laughs> could faint in anything at this point. So I would say, you know, I would say Tao Pai Pai probably is going to uh, kick Kenshin Han in the ass. Yeah. And survive this one, I think. Okay. Um, Son Goku versus Anonymous, the pretty young lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, there wouldn't be a series if Goku didn't win somewhere, and obviously Piccolo <laughs> would take over the world. So I have a feeling, just a slight inkling, Goku might pull this one ahead. But he would still get a number at the end. Ah, okay. All right. Fair enough. I, you know, that's kind of unfair to say. Because, yes, I have seen the series where that obviously... You, you know who it is. I know who it is. Okay. I, was, I think that was, like, so funny when I first saw him. It was just like, oh, something's going to happen right here. <laughs> and just pitches him out. I thought it was so funny. Her scream in the anime is so fantastic there. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Ma Jr. versus Kudadin. So Kudadin is going to get his ass whipped. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Not much else to say beyond no, that. No, Piccolo cannot possibly lose. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, the last of uh, the fights here, Shen, the old guy, who we don't know too much about, versus Yamcha. Okay, I was thinking about this one a little bit because I was I was kind of seeing him there and going, well, the only reason why he's there is because he stumbled on Yajirobe. Mm -hmm. But then you don't know if he's faking it, if that's his strategy or what have you. And Yajirobe is a pretty big idiot, so you never know. That could be... He could have just totally messed up and he's like... Uh, Ah, well, maybe it was an accident. Ah, yeah, that's why I lost. Yeah, right. But would this be the opportunity for, for uh, to uh, Toriyama to, redeem, to uh, redeem Yamcha? And I don't think it is. No. I, I think really, Yamcha's pretty much gone at this point. I kind of think Yamcha's pretty disposable. So, uh -huh. I mean, he's got the biggest scar on his face. I think the dude's <laughs> yeah. taking a lot of damage. <laughs> so, I, you know, it, it's really hard to say. I, it, granted that they're, it's the last fight, right? Of that. Of these four, yeah. Of these four. So that's the fourth one that's going on. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, logic and all that aside, I'm going to say that I would think Shen is probably going to win this one. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to predict that one just because I don't think Yamcha has proven himself enough and Shen would totally throw him for a loop. He's not that well-rounded in, you know, surprises. Yamcha won't think. know what to do with him. I really don't think so. Okay, so go going down the four again. Tao Pai versus Tenshin Han, you think Tao Pai Pai? Yep. Son Goku versus Anonymous, you think it's Goku? <laughs> Ma Jr. versus Kududin, uh, you think it's going to be Piccolo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Shen versus Yamcha, you think it's going to be Shen? I think so. Whoever this guy is. Whoever this guy is. All right, fantastic. And then he rips off his clothes and it's Hercule, you know. <laughs> <gasps> I know, I said it, Mr. Satan. <laughs> Jeff. Out. Oh, no. I'm being hit. I said it. I said it. Yeah, I said Get it. Get out. It sucks. <laughs> no, he doesn't show up for like five years. Okay. Long. In real time, not in Dragon Ball time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mary, you tell me about the, the Budokai thus far. We haven't really gotten anywhere yet. It's and it's still just... awesome. <laughs> if only because of Yajirobe and his Lucha Libre. <laughs> Lucha <alpha>. Libre. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> outfit. What you, so true. Well, you know it goes on. The yeah, rest of I'm here, worried but. about saying too much, right. but I really like it. You really like this part of the series? Yeah. All right. So as a volume, how, what do you think about this? Is it feeling like total perfect? This is where it needs to go? Is it lagging a little bit? What's going on? I think it feels very natural, especially knowing where it will go, mm-hmm. with, like the whole Dragon Ball Z-ness. And I really, really like this, and I would just place it slightly under my liking of Volume 12. Despite it being a somewhat predictable story element, it seems whenever we have a new Tenkaichi Budokai, we're all like super, super into it, and it feels fresh and exciting again, despite us being on the third one of the series now. Yep. Why is that? What's going on that I we think- like it so they just keep getting better and better. Like the first one was all right. The what, second what one. What about them? What do you mean they get better? Um, there's so more the drama. Drama. More mm. drama. Better action, I guess, because people are getting stronger. So of course it's going to be crazy action and better characters. It's kind of weird because I'm just thinking about how you know whenever there's a Tenkaichi, it's really exciting, mm-hmm. and that's kind of different from a lot of manga that you read where there's a bad guy, you got to fight the bad guy. That's the core of it. No, this one is a tournament. They mm-hmm. just happen to throw that in as part of the tournament. So really, this is like the basis of the series at this point, not even the search for the Dragon Balls. Right, right, right. And so that's actually rather refreshing because if it were just like, you know, a whole thing of, you know, red ribbon type enemies showing up and that's random something points. You brought up earlier on where you're like, oh, and well, now it's time to do the Dragon Balls thing again because it's been that long. Right. And I mean, they did that. They brought everyone back to life and they move on with the story. And it's like they don't ignore it, but they don't overstay their welcome either at the same time. Yeah, it's like you don't want to see, okay, year 25, year 26, year 27. What are we going <laughs> to wish for this year? Oh, I don't know. Right, right. Someone going to get married? Who cares? They don't really go into that, and they don't make a big fuss out of it. And that's the best thing about it. They 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 shouldn't do that. They should really just you know go to the major parts of the story. And so, uh, just jumping right into this uh, next fight. God forbid Piccolo's, you know, now this guy that we should all fear again. Right. And, you know. How do you feel about that? Because is it the same villain again? I mean, how does it feel to have essentially the same villain, but in a tournament this time? Well, I'm not really sure because Goku's now been trained by God. Right. So it's kind of hard to say that, you know, there's really much chance for Piccolo. Although this Piccolo looks much more badass than the previous one. So. Mm-hmm. If anything, you know, he could be a whole lot stronger. We don't really know it, what, right, what training he's been yet. through. Like he, I mean, he is technically a part of God, but he's probably just as strong as the previous Piccolo. So there's like, I don't know, we don't really know too much background on him. So he looks more badass, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So it could be that he's a stronger villain, but because, uh, you know, the other Piccolo was God how many years old right, right, and was captured all that time and, you know, probably ached, I'm sure. Does it feel like a- kind of a cop-out. I'm not suggesting that I think it is to have essentially the same villain again, though, no. in a different setting. I think, I think because in a in a shallow sense, because he looks so different, I'm mm-hmm. treating him as a different person. I agree. He even has a different outfit. So, right. you know. I, I think that definitely helps separate him he has a, a hat. little bit. Because <laughs> they're introducing him as Piccolo Daimao, as the same character. But his design is different enough. But I, I wonder how much of that is just we know who it is and we know what he becomes. So we're kind of forcing that retroactively on him. He has his own personality. Though. Oh, he definitely does. We, we see that come through as things go on. Mary, just taking it back to the TV version once more, how do you feel about his introduction here versus the TV? I don't know if you remember. I don't it. remember. I thought they were pretty similar. They are very similar. It's, I think maybe get a balloon for someone. I can't what? remember that well. We'll have you to pick walk. a low? <laughs> what does he make little puppies? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, it's so good, though, and I feel awful for forgetting. We'll have to watch that scene as soon as we're done recording. It's Piccolo out in the rain. I, I don't see remember it. Piccolo in a balloon, but that sounds hysterical. Maybe it's a rock. 
<laughs> something happens. It just sounds like a horrible drunken story gone wrong. <laughs> All right, so this green lizard alien, right? And there's a balloon man. There's a balloon man in the rain. <laughs> I think a rock's going to fall and Piccolo blasts it and saves someone. I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen it, despite it being my favorite part of the series. Jeff, where do you think it's going to go? We already talked about who you think, the the fights and all that, mm-hmm. but... I mean, you can look over at the manga. This is 14. Uh, according to Viz, the Z era starts after 16. Mm-hmm. So Dragon Ball, as this part is kind of winding down. Right. Where do you think this is going to play out? Well, I'm, I'm not going to jump too far ahead. I mean, I can definitely look over there and cheat and say, well, I know what the next two volumes are going to be like. But what I will say is that um, obviously we got to get through these four fights. And I think that's what the next volume is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least uh, it'll be the four fights. We'll get through the semi-annual. Get going whatever, into just, something else. Yeah, and just get into it. And then probably the final fight would be really where this is going to you know, end Dragon Ball. And that's where it's going to mm-hmm. go into the next one. So I would think just for 15, we're just going to basically finish off the tournament until the final fight. Okay. And the final fight will be? I think it is going to be Piccolo and Goku. Gee, why would it be anything like that? Yeah, I don't <laughs> it's know It's not where. leading to that at all whatsoever. A little, a little bird told me just <laughs> in the window. Fantastic. Anyone else have any other thoughts? Uh, this is one of those volumes. It's the part of the series I love so much. I don't know what else to say other than just like splooging all over it as I talk about it. The women are hot. The women are hot. What? Chi Chi and Bulma? And lunch. And, well, <laughs> we saw lunch there briefly. So that is the end of volume, what, 14 was it? That nice. Is correct. Great. I've been so psyched to get to this part of the series, and I always feel like it's going to take so long to get there, and then before I know it, it's the next month. So before I know it, we'll be doing 15, and we'll be totally into the thick of it, and I'm so excited, and I'm looking forward to it, and I love this part of the series. So that's it. Let us know what you guys thought about Volume 14. Hop over to the forum. There's a thread for every episode. Let us know what you thought about the, the Piccolo Daimo fight, and the beginning of the Badoka and the character changes and all that good stuff. And with that, I think we're going to take it over first because it comes right off of the topic. Mary, you and your top five list. Mary, it's time for your top five list and you're going to tell us your top five panels from volume 14 of the manga. Yes, indeed. Nice. Um, are they funny? Are they action-packed? Well, what are just they have week? to wait and see. All right. You're going to have to tell me right now. I can't contain my excitement. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, uh, you know, it sounds very kind of like almost facetious the way I say it, but I'm actually really excited because I love all the pictures in this entire volume. I'm worried that this top five list is going to be too obvious. Um. Well, we'll see. All right. You'll so- have to prove yourself wrong? I, I don't know. Um, probably not. Okay. Number so, five, start it off. Um, it is when, it's the beginning of the 23rd Budokai, and it's a group of Kuditin, Yamcha, Tenshinhan, and Chaozu have all showed up, and they're all, you know, a little older looking, a bit buffer uh-huh. looking, a bit Is this a side looking. shot? No, it's, um, they just, they just showed up on the street, and it's a group shot of all oh, of them just okay. standing there, and the I like it. on of all them, yeah. I like that shot as well. It's a really neat shot. It's like, whoa, Kuditin has some inches. Yeah, definitely. So that's kind of a, a fun nostalgia kind of shot. How about number four, which is number four panel in this number volume? Number four is unfortunately something extremely similar. Okay. It's when we see, you know, new and improved adult quote-unquote adult Goku arrived on the scene and he's kind of got this cute innocent look on his face and he's wearing that turban so at this point we all can tell it's Goku. We know who it is. But everyone's like who is that guy? So it's that nice full body shot. Gotcha. You're really big on those kind of panels. Yeah, only because it's a it's like a turning point. It's right. a new phase in their life and I guess I'm a sucker for these time shifts where it's like oh, totally. oh it's years later and here's how they look now. We like seeing how the characters evolve though. It's, it's nice to see what 
what Toriyama does with them. Uh, number three. Number three is bug-eyed Goku shot. Oh, oh, oh. Where when, he's uh, with Mr. Popo. And right. He's like, oh, like this. Boing. And then his eyes kind of. Popo's telling him, you know, faster than lightning and a calm, quiet heart, spirit, whatever. And he doesn't really know what that means. And he just kind of makes his eyes go right. buggy. And I think when I was reading this on the couch, I bursted out laughing, but you're wearing headphones so you didn't hear me. Oh. <laughs> but it was a, a very, very for real laugh out loud moment. And if I heard you, I probably would have turned around and said, the bug eyes. Nah. No? Uh, I think I would have guessed it. Oh, because I've laughed at other volumes and you don't stop to ask what you're laughing at. Yeah, but I would I would expect that coming in this one. Oh, yes. It's just that funny. Yes. All right, that was three? Yes. Okay, so number two. Number two is another kind of predictable shot. It's another standing around shot. It is the, I guess there's a lot of these of full body shots in this volume of like, you know, it's the time shift. It's years later. Let's see how they look. And this one is Piccolo's. And to me, this one is important ah, because yeah. it is the first time we see Piccolo in the form that we will know him for several years to come. Yes. And I think it's kind of an iconic shot. The full page shot, you said? Yeah. So in the manga, it's actually the first time you see him in this form. Right. Um, we were actually, when we finished finished recording the topic we popped in the disc to see and we clarified it's goku that gets the balloon out of the tree and it was piccolo that bursts the rock to save the kid which is totally out of character but anyways um so you do see piccolo in the tv series before you see him inside at this shot which do you like better the You're manga saying, yeah manga by far it was the whole out of character thing why yeah, we I mean, save a kid in the anime i liked it pretending that that rock scene didn't exist <laughs> because i like the anime with like the motion and the music and the colors and i have you know fond memories of that but you know the whole scene with the rocks and whatnot kind of ruins right. it but yeah that was kind of weird with that in mind i think i'm liking the manga one more after after all. All right, cool. Well, that was 5432. We're up to your number one panel in this manga and volume. Seriously, this should go without saying. Come okay. on. Um, Is it through the chest? Yes. Oh, I got it. This See, cannot not be number one. This is what we were talking about earlier, where it's the white background, yeah. right? Oh, it's a really good shot. I actually like, I think it's the next page too, where you flip it. And it's a really neat shot the way it's, it's like framed. Perspective. Yeah, the perspective where you see through his chest and you see Goku in the distance. I like that one too, but the full page shot of it yeah, actually is so dramatic happening. and it's like doom. Yeah. I mean, that's a classic Dragon Ball shot. Yeah. I mean, that picture's been used places in complete awesomeness. Right. Great. So I think between the Piccolo shot and this number one shot of mine, I think these are two huge, you know, scenes and moments yeah. that are, you know, captured. Yes. Great. Well, uh, our scanner's still broken, I think, right? Um, I don't know about the old, old one, but the newish one is well, busted. Well, the old, old one only has a parallel port connector, and the only parallel port we have is on a computer that's running Linux right now, and there are no drivers for that scanner on Linux. The other scanner is USB and seems to only want to scan a pure black background. So, I think we're shit out of luck right now, so let's get a new scanner relatively soon. So, fantastico. Mary, thank you. You're welcome. That was your top five. So, with the top five done uh we don't have julian we can't do his dbc abcs this week and as i said the internet's been dead i don't know what the releases are coming up i'm sure we have some gt volumes coming up over in japan the r2s so you you can look for those you know those are coming and the email server's down so i can't grab any emails oh this is such a sad way to go uh, out i know i i don't know what else to say other than other than good night good night good luck america and other places in the world that you're listening but if you want to send us an email, we can at least still get those emails. 
Eventually. If we have, if we have, I don't think we have any questions for us. If you have any questions or comments, anything at all you want to send the show, you want to send text, you want to send some MP3s, um, some questions, we'll play you saying your questions. We'll play them on the show. We'll answer them. Whatever you want to send to us, Mary, send them on over to podcast at dizex.com. That is spelled P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. Fantastic. That's my word. Fantastic. Should I say fan- I, no, fantastico? No, 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 no more. No more? I mean, an O is all right. Fantastico? Sure. All right. I'll change it over to that word. I should just choose a word every episode and abuse it. Like unicorn? Yeah, that got old real fast. Yeah. But it's a classic. It's a staple of Dai Zenshu EX history. I think it had something to do with uh, the old April Fool's jokes, too, or something. I don't remember. Did I have something? About- I know there was syrup and tuxedos. I am so <laughs> lost, and I'm sure our audience is lost. Uh, anyone who's followed Dai Zenshu EX for like, you know, seven or eight years might happen to know what I'm talking about. Uh, long story. Maybe we'll tell it sometime in the future. That's the end of the episode, Mary. This was 118. Kind of a sad episode. We don't have Julian. The internet's half dead at the moment. Oh, maybe next week the internet will work. But I I don't want to have internet anymore. Let's just leave the internet. Dude, awesome. Vacation time. (laughs) Mary, thank you. Why don't you plug Temple O-Trunks and then you can go there. Okay, this cesspool of wonder can be found at www.templeotrunks.com. So thank you, Mary. We will see you next week because, hey, you you can't go anywhere. I have you trapped. Mary, awesome. Let's say goodbye to Julian, even though we never got a chance to say hello to him. Bye and happy birthday. (laughs) Bye and happy birthday, indeed. Well, it's on time for us still. We still have an hour and a half. No, that's true. It's the next day for him. Julian, you and I can be found at DaiZenChewyX, which is www.daizex.com. It's the name of the podcast you're listening to right now and site. Go buy a t-shirt. There aren't any t-shirts. You buy a t-shirt, Go buy a t-shirt, right, t-shirt now. right now. That's it. That was 118. We'll be back with 119 in some capacity next week. It'll be interesting. We'll see if I can talk. So for Mary over here, for Julian off in Japan in a completely different day, uh, my name is Mike, Vegito EX, and... ダイエンチュイエックスポッドキャスト今週も聞いてくださってありがとうございます。次回もお楽しみに。And I'm talking down here. I'm talking down here. I'm talking down here. And then I'm talking up here. I'm talking up here. I'm talking, 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 talking up here. Should I talk closer? Pickle covered cheeseburgers. Pickle. Pickles. Do you like pickles? Pickles. What? What is wrong with the pickle covered cheeseburgers?